There you go. Now it's running. Flashing means not record. Yes. Not flashing means record. That's right. Solid light, I guess. Oh. Not not flashing. Yes. So we are at episode fifty. Episode fifty five zero. Did I send you the notes? I actually made notes. Uh, you did not send me the notes, but that's okay. You can send it to me now. We're sitting here. Uh, episode fifty is not as special as it should have been because we went to a two week format, so we rushed to fifty. It doesn't mean we're at almost a year now. No. It's still, no. a pretty decent it's pretty milestone. Good. Yeah. Well, still like yeah, we're at fifty. It's cool. We made fifty episodes, and people are still listening for some reason. So hey, thank you for listening to fifty episodes of our. Hey, there was somebody else or at here. least forty nine. So we've got uh, returning guest. Jordan is here. He now holds the record for most times on the podcast, which Goes he already third time? which he previously held before. I'm going for the high But school. now he's just he's just <laughs> running up the score. Running up the score. Oh wait, we already did. Tw- oh, see, I was like, is this the second time or the third time? No, this is the third time he's been here. Ooh, because he came by after we did something. Worked on a car or something. Worked on a truck. Remember. Let's go back to the tape. Yeah. No, we're not actually no. going back to the tape. <laughs> Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we don't care. You probably shouldn't either. So it's the big it 5 We'll just here. cut that and edit it back like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> We've never cut and edited anything, we which is know. obvious if you listen. That's right. So, uh, yes, welcome to episode 50. Episode and 50, episode you 50. are back in New England, Jordan. I am. Because you were on a three-week overlanding off-road trip Did we to talk Colorado? about that with anybody? Did we bring it up? We talked about of? him leaving for it. Yeah. But we didn't. we kind of casually mentioned it. I didn't want to be like... Hey, our buddy's not in his house for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. His name is Jordan. Look him up. Yeah. So, so that's, val- that's a valid point. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing nice there anyway. Everything that, everything you own that's nice was with you in the it truck. It was in the yep. truck? Yeah. Like your laptop or you, your camera, yeah, all the your good dog, stuff. and that's all that matters. Yep. Everything else is easily insured and garbage. Yeah. Well, so I actually, I, I made a bunch of questions. We're going to spring some gotcha questions oh, on you. Oh, no. On Jordan? Yeah, just about the trip. Did you just send me the... I just sent it to you. All right, I don't have it yet. So, so prepared. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really Uh-oh. prepared. Real prepared. Is that your alarm, Andrew? That's mine. <laughs> wow, this is a golden episode already. I love it. Hold on, I'm getting in there now. Invitation to edit. A there professional 50 episodes right there. That's right. Nobody said we got what do we... better. No, uh, but you did bring us beer from, from Colorado. Colorado. I did, from uh, it's Odell, right? Odell. Yeah, Odell Brewing. Fort Collins, Colorado. So you can only get that in Colorado? I don't know. Yeah, I, I haven't it seen Colorado. it. I have we've, not personally seen it. We've got this new Total Wine place. I don't know if that's nationwide. I don't know. I don't know. But it's know, this insane, one in only in Danvers. insanely large yeah. like, you been, liquor you been store. Have you been there yet, uh, I f- Not in Danvers. I feel like there was one in Springfield when I went to school there. Mm, maybe. It's ridiculous. It's like a warehouse full of booze. Yeah. They have awesome. everything that you could possibly want. Like, it's almost too much. You're like, uh, I don't know what to get. Well, when you type the word total into Google, wine is automatically uh, generated. So it's probably a bigger story. It must be a nationwide chain. listening to you. You know it, that, right? Yeah, it probably is, yes. Yeah. Um, but the microphone, however, is turned off in the computer. You so think it's that. just listening through Andrew's phone. Yeah, there are 162 that. locations of total wine. So okay. it's not just up here, I guess. But no, it's ridiculous. Liquor store. Oh, these are all Odell's. So you brought a Goes. Goza, actually, I think. Goza or Goes. Yep. It's Goes. Ah, actually, it's, it says on the back of the can. It's Goes. Ah, like it's a Porsche. Goes. Ah, yep. Porsche. Ah, Goes. I always forget, and then I'm like, wait, it's Goza. That's a good marketing thing that somebody should do. Yeah. Porsche. Goza. So you can pronounce it. And well, we had last week, it. we had uh, Unita. Uh, ready, set, Goes. Goza. Uh, <laughs> wow, that was quick. Yep. Oh, man. Andrew has no short-term short term memories tonight, apparently. Nope. 
<clears throat> All right, so I have the episode notes up now. Now yep. we can officially start. Well, I got a lot of questions on there. I did. Oh, That's pretty good. Not a lot, but pretty we'll good. probably just we'll probably roll the into them. <laughs> Are you ready for the yeah, test, Jordan, or quiz? did you spend too much time at breweries and forget everything? I about spent the trip? all night cramming. Okay, yep. good. You did bring back a sweet mustache. Yeah. <laughs> well, he went away with it too, but it was hidden with the rest of the beard. That's right. So, actually, the first picture you posted on Facebook of your trip, it was like, or Liz posted. Yeah. Was well, like, I everybody was like, "Whoa, what the hell is that?" I was trying to keep it a secret <laughs> until I got to the wedding I was going to. Yep. But then you kind of screwed up because you. Posted, I didn't screw up. No, you did uh, because you posted a picture of her sleeping first. So her picture was in retaliation. Okay, that checks out. So yeah. therefore, you screwed That's up. fine, though. Yeah. I mean, I was fine with it because it was a good smoking the Bandit vibe. Yep. It was. It was. Definitely so, had it going. Always in a Trans Am instead of a... Proper road trip mustache. Yes. It's yeah. Pretty, it's pretty epic. You do You do have a CB in the truck, so... Yep. That's true. That's true. Anyway, so we're here to talk about Jordan's trip today. We don't have any project car updates because we haven't done anything. I don't think. No, not in three days. Yeah, well, we record. <laughs> yeah, we recorded the Monday episode on a Sunday night, so we really haven't had. There's not gonna be many project car updates in the next like ten days because it's my wedding, so I don't have much time to work on a car. I'll be sure to do something. You can try to do something. I don't know what, but you can weld my rally car exhaust for me. There you go. Where am I gonna do that? Though I don't know. Do it in the driveway. Wherever you do all your other stuff. Driveway. You try welding outside. No. It's a hurricane coming, man. All right, Wind it, makes it almost impossible. We can make space. A, for it. If 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 a if if a if a fly flew past while you were welding, <laughs> the wind from his wings really <laughs> screws up with the welding gases. Uh, we'll see. Maybe Saturday afternoon we can do something. I, I should have some. I might have some time. I'm not. Wor- I'm not worried about the time. I'm worried about the place. We need like a shovel. Do you want like an easy up working place? Does it have sides? We can make them. If, if an easy up with sides would work, but you know you can't. Well, we have to get under the car, and you get we got to cut the heat shields off. Okay, we might. I don't know if it's even easier to take the the whole downpipe off. I remember it's not hard. I remember. I don't know. I remember taking a downpipe off your car before. It was kind of a pain, wasn't it? Uh, well, we did it off your car already. Yeah, yeah, we've had yeah, it off like been on four times. So many times. Yeah, yeah. no problem. Then. Yeah, we can take it off. You might it's actually actually we don't have to disconnect it at the. We can take if three people. We can disconnect the downpipe and then pull it off the hangers. Take the whole exhaust yep. out. Just do it on the and floor. And lay it on the ground. Yeah, it's probably the easy way to do it. Because then we can just bring the whole thing in the garage, with it, even if there's no space for a car. Well, we we'll just, just do it the... on the lift and then lay it on the ground. And it's even easier because right. you're just grounding it. You're grinding it. Grinding and it. Grounding it. And grinding it. You are right grounding on the ground. it because you have to ground it to weld it. Yeah. So, technically, you are correct. Yeah. You have to ground the part. Yeah. That's right. So, you weren't wrong this time, Andrew. All right. So, that that's that plan there. Um because, I mean, otherwise, your other option is I have a catless one sitting in the garage there. Yeah, have. but then I have to, like, tune it, and that's... It is, like, a, a whole thing. Yeah. It's more money, and it's also questionably legal. Yeah, I don't care about that so much. I don't... Uh, you're you're on the air right now, recorded. You it's care fine. about the legality. Uh, I mean, matter. I live in I New Hampshire. I, I don't matter. care. Now they know where you live, so now you're screwed. Uh, I have the uh, catted downpipe. But that's going to go on the other car. The on your car. car. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not going to run the Catless one on your car, obviously. No. It's a stock regular WRX. Yeah. I'm going to um, go to stage two, bro. You're already stage two, bro. No, so it's stage gotta, one. Is that what, was that what the stages are? Downpipe stage two? Yeah, yeah. Because that mean by the time you get like a muffler on there, you're like stage seven? <laughs> how, how, how does this work? Because there's one part of the car now. Stage, one part is stage one. Stage two is a downpipe and exhaust. Okay. And, okay. and the And the, re- yeah, it's already and got muffler. stage one. It's stage bro. That's stage, stage one, bro. Stage bro. Is that before stage one? Um, yes. I ordered my vape pen from Amazon. 
Yes, of course he did. So. Stupid Subaru owner. Well, I need to check. Actually, there's, there's two of you here today. There's yeah. a stupid Subaru You're owner. outnumbered, man. There's a, actually, there's an EVAP leak, so with my vape, I'm going to blow it into the filler neck and check for leaks. Oh, that's how we can fix Joe's car, too. Yeah. Because he has the EVAP code. Yeah. We all do. I don't have one because I don't have a Subaru, yeah. so therefore I well, win now. You don't have any. Actually, I at think all. all three cars had downpipe leaks. Okay. All three cars have EVAP codes, mm-hmm. and they're all similar uh, years and uh, mileage. So I guess that's a case study. Do you know how I solve not having EVAP issues? <laughs> what? None of my cars have EVAP. <laughs> EVAP systems. None of your cars have OBD two. <laughs> None of my cars have OBD one. Your your uh, vehicles are carbed. They're not carb. They're not carb compliant. They have carbs. That was a terrible joke. Oh, an awful oh, joke. Man. I like that was how, even worse. I liked how you just let him hang on that noose. It <laughs> yeah, didn't help him out I, at all. I, I, I didn't know where he was going with yeah, it. Yeah, I liked that. I, and, and honestly, I mean, what would friends be for if we didn't let each other hang? It's on a, <laughs> Ooh, and a I'll bad see joke. myself out. Yeah. It wasn't an inappropriate joke that had to be edited out of the podcast, so you just let it fly. Gotcha. Yeah. Let everybody make fun of them while they're listening. Uh, so we have some questions for Jordan today, yeah. I think, don't we? Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you want to talk about the trip that you just want to talk about off the cuff before we get into this? Or um, before we make it like an interview format here? Because you've never had like a true interview on the podcast before. Yeah, we did. We went over all his car history. Yeah, still. We didn't have like questions planned out. I don't know. I don't think... I think, we'll, I think we'll cover a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure as, all right. know, as questions, well, let's things start. will come up. Well, I wanted to know is what got you interested in visiting Colorado... Um, Especially driving there. I don't remember when it was, but like many moons ago, I saw pictures of Imogen Pass in mm-hmm. uh, Ure, which is, uh, it's like a four by four trail that goes up over the San Juan Mountains. Uh, and the peak is like 13,000 feet or something. And ever since I saw that, I started like learning about the area and all the four by four stuff there. So that was kind of the driving force behind it. What part of the state is Imogene in? Uh, it's in San Juan County, which is like on the Southern middle area. Sounds like Mexico. What? Sounds like Mexico. No. I think it was all Spanish. I think it was Spanish territories. I mean, I know it's Colorado. I'm just... I would like to point something out really quickly before we get too into this. Mm-hmm. You convinced me to drink a double IPA. Yeah. Yep. And you told me it was a low alcohol content. Yeah, I did, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. And then I took one sip of it, and I was like, there's no way. And I just looked <laughs> at the side of the can, and it's 9.3% alcohol content. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. It's it's pretty much as high as a normal canned beer will ever be, almost. Uh, it does like the it's great... a smooth 9%. It yeah. is. It tastes delicious. I, I just was like, I shouldn't have a lot of beer tonight. And you're like, ah, it's, it's... I was like, I shouldn't have a double IPA. And you're like, oh, it's a low well, alcohol content it, double IPA. It's just a small can. Yeah. Now, stupid me should know that there's no double IPA that's going to be a low alcohol content. Nope. I just wasn't thinking. I was like, all right, that's cool. So, anyway, next question. I apologize. I just wanted to point out that I'm... So, there's all those 4 by 4 like, those, like, mountain passes there? I guess it's kind of interesting because that, I think we were saying at one point, maybe we were talking about Mount Washington. Maybe that was the last episode you were on. The That it's, like, double the height when you go out there. Oh, yeah. And... What, Mount Washington is, what, like, 6,000 something? 6,000 something. Yeah. And the tree line's at, like, 4,000. Yeah, that was the weird thing. Like, uh, tree line's a lot higher up there, right? Like, you're basing at like five. Yeah. No, it's like when you start getting into like Denver like, where like the five, mountains right? start, it's like, I feel like it was like 7,000. Um, and the trees go up probably to like, 
maybe like 11 or 12. That's so weird. Depending on where it is. Like we went up, um, there was a paved road that went up Mount Evans. And I think that was like 14,000 something. Yeah. Um, and it, it was like all up the top of that was like Mount Washington where it's all rocks and no yeah. trees or anything. Yeah. You didn't make it to Pike's Peak, right? No, I drove past Pike's Peak. Um, but after driving up Mount Evans, I didn't really think it was anything special at that point. It's basically like a big highway that yeah. drives. I think at this point it would just be more of a, I did it. Yeah. I thought about it, but I was, yeah. I think we were trying to go to Colorado Springs before, uh, my girlfriend had to fly home. Okay. So we were kind of in a rush. Didn't have time to make that stop. Um, I guess it's probably the tree line is different because it's probably based on the surrounding area because the tree line is probably affected by wind. Yes. So if the base area is at 12,000 feet or 7,000 feet, then it's not going to, it's going to be like almost being at sea level out here as far yeah. as the wind affecting the tree growth is. And then uh-huh. the further the peak goes. That up seems to make sense. I'm not yeah. a geologist. Yeah, I'm not an yeah. arbor, arborist. <laughs> arborist. I don't you know. both of them covered there. You're yeah. with the mountains. You, you don't know anything about mountains, apparently, and he doesn't know anything about trees. <laughs> I don't so, know about rocks. based on that conversation. Uh, but yeah, no, that makes, seems to make sense to me anyway. All right. We'll go with that for now. Yeah. Somebody can correct us. They shouldn't have to because I'm pretty sure that's right, Andrew. I don't open it's... my mouth unless I'm pretty sure I'm right. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you were on the record. Uh, I'm also <laughs> drinking 9.3% alcohol. You've had beer. like so, three it's, ounces. It's beer logic. I know. I'm just trying to make an excuse for my stupidity. Yeah. And nobody out there knew that. They, they do all now. they knew is I could have been done with it by no. now. So, Well, I don't know if these are in the exact best order, but we'll just go with them anyways because I kind of wrote them as they came to the top of my head. But you spent sure. three weeks on the road in a Nissan Xterra. Yep. And you used a rooftop tent most of, not most if not all the time? Uh, with the exception of two nights in an Airbnb because yeah. um, I had a wedding to go to. And we had to sort of be presentable. Yeah. Uh, every night was uh, camping in the rooftop tent. So what's that like for three weeks in a rooftop tent? Um, it's pretty comfortable overall. Um, but, I mean, still roughing it for after a few days. Like, yeah. I mean, it's camping. Was it? campsites or just remote camping i was both so a lot of nights we went to um national forest yep. uh like built campgrounds where it's just like you know sites and some pit toilets okay like the place that we went in vermont at the uh when we went with the montero guys you mean the when we camped in someone's front yard the next night though i don't remember the second night really yeah remember we drove around the little circle and the guy gave us beer for a wood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same exact thing. Yeah, yep. and you can't do the next weekend. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're there two weeks in a row? Yeah, it's been a, those two weeks of your life? It's I, been a few... You've been camping all the summer, so they probably blended together, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So there was a few days of that, and then uh, what's cool about out there is so much of the land is owned by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, so you can just take all these roads out into it and just camp anywhere off the road. Do you need permits? Nope. Not for anything. You build a fire. I think you or... uh, need. You might need a permit for like uh, ATVs and stuff, like unlicensed highway vehicles. But okay. um, like a registration, probably you need out here. Yeah, I don't know, but no, you can just drive out there and camp. Interesting. And then I you wish just... it was closer to here. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, I remember we dealt with that a lot when we were in Arizona when at the Prescott rally. We were just noticing that it was just like it's all. 
land owned by there's like the city limits and then it's just like public land like yeah yes. and you just go out and do yeah like like pretty much whatever you want to do mm-hmm. yeah it's like driving no you'd be driving down like these long paved highways and there's lots of little offshoots and it'll be signs that say like public land access road and once you turn down there you can pretty much just camp anywhere on the land as long as it's not marked um specifically that you can't that's pretty awesome and then this is all in like used one of those delorme atlases yeah, Atlas books. Uh, I used the Atlas, and um, I have like a just like a mapping app on my phone um, where I downloaded a bunch of GPS tracks for lots of trails in yes. Colorado. So it works off of you can be off data. Yes, like yeah, you off. download the map ahead of time, and yeah. then you have all, everything saved. Does that work out here too? Yeah. So are the trails mapped in like Vermont, New Hampshire. Oh, Maine, so I mean, much? there. Are, you can get the trails and stuff uh, out here, but it's a lot more difficult. Like, you have to know people or... So it's not just public knowledge like it is in Colorado. Right, yeah. No. Well, like, here it's the, it's the secret, right? Like, there's... The, I use the website called traildamage.com. Yeah. And they have, like, pretty much the entire state of Colorado and Utah. Yeah. Um, like, sorted by county and stuff. And they have all the GPS tracks and, like, what the trail is like and, like, you know, mileage markers for... Um, so last locations. time you and I went in a four by four trip, we came back saying we're going to move to Vermont. Are we going to move to Colorado now instead? Uh, I would rather move to Colorado at this point yeah. because there's so much more like accessible land and you can just do whatever. It's weird. The like mental reset you get when you go out West cause it's just so much bigger. Yeah. The yep. scope of everything is so, much and larger. like you're not in a tunnel of trees. It feels like sometimes here, mm-hmm. like you're just driving, you're driving the highway. It's just a tunnel of trees. Yeah. And, and you go and West. It's just the vistas. You can just see whether you're in Western New Jersey or Northern Vermont, when you're on the highway part at the spring, spring of the fall, seems the same. It looks like the same landscape. Other yep. than there's more mountains when you get to Vermont. That's yeah. the only difference. But yeah, it's very different. I remember that was one of the first things I noticed <clears throat> on my first West coast trip was as you would drive down the highway every hour or so the landscape would change drastically like the rock formations would change color oh yeah or like it'd be just desert and then all of a sudden you'd be mountains and then there would just be sand and it was just just a weird strange change of things yeah i actually and, remember and you see it all instead of the trees uh one of the first nights we were out there um we camped on uh, this trail called like little muddy creek or something okay and we, it was like kind of out here, like out here, just like a muddy trail and then trees. Mm-hmm. And in the morning when we left, it took us probably like three hours to um, four wheel out to the road. And we went like, you get to the end of where it's like mud and trees. And then all of a sudden you're in like these rolling grasslands. And then half an hour later, you're in like a rocky traverse. And then it turns into like a birch tree forest. And then you're back in like pine trees. Birch tree forests are the best. It was They're so really cool. weird. There's not that many out here because no, there's not. There was like a there's some bug or something that killed all the birch trees. Killed all the birch trees around here, so yeah. That, yeah, they're very rare. Actually, actually, isn't it illegal to like strip one that's live? Yes, like Maine yep. and New Hampshire. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they're that's very awesome. endangered out here anyway. Out Colorado, apparently, there. No, it was just like huge birch forests. It was crazy. I've awesome. never seen anything like yeah, it before. I'd like, I'd like to see that in person. And these trails were like, awesome. I mean, everything required four by four or like. Uh, no, I mean, I didn't do too much crazy stuff because you're by yourself by myself yeah, yeah and i don't have like a winch or anything yeah. um but like some of it was some of it i would just do in two wheel 
um, uh, and a lot of road style. Uh, yeah. And then like, you know, some like loose boulder trails, Mm -hmm. uh, but small stuff. And then like a lot of it, like the mountain passes, you needed, uh, a low range to get up. The mountain passes were fairly hairy. Uh, yeah. Like they were, I've never done anything like those before. Um, like you're like I did Ophir and Imogene and those are you're going up these like really long steep shelf roads with just like thousands of feet drop to the side of the car and like out here if you make a mistake you crush some body panels or something but if you make a mistake out there you're rolling down thousands of feet of mountain so it was like kind of like the roads when ice road truckers went to India did you ever I, watch did you ever watch that show no oh they had those mountain passes, and they... it's like the Bolivian Death Road. Yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. That that's what I was uh, yeah. right. thinking of most of the time. That's probably a more less obscure reference. Yeah. So, like, uh, you'd be going up this road. Did you come across like people going opposite traffic or come up behind other traffic? Um, when I was on Imogene, there was a lot of two-way traffic. Yeah. So you kind of have to be paying attention, like way ahead, as far as you can see, to see if anyone's coming. And then, like, you need to plan passing points. Right? Yeah, like sometimes the road will be just a little bit wide enough where you can kind of scoot over to let each other through. Fold your mirrors in and yeah. pray. <laughs> but yeah, it was some of them were really scary. Hmm. And you were doing that by yourself. Yes. Yeah. So that's well, I had my dog with me. Yeah. Oh, excellent. You can certainly. But help like, out. you don't have. You've got the. How do you say it? Tepuyu. Tepui. 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 You have a tepui tent on the roof, mm-hmm. and then you don't run sways for articulation. Yes. So, like, eh, you get a little bit of body rolling, that thing. Yeah. That didn't worry me too much, yeah. though. Um, it was mostly just uh, I didn't want to, like, dunk a wheel off the side. Yeah. And then... And soft shoulder would be... Ended yeah. Now, is life. that... So, these passes, like, what were they cut by, like, settlers or something trying to get across like, um, the west? They go over the mountains? A lot of them were for mining. Okay. Um, especially imaging. Like, when you... I did it from uh, east to west or kind of east to southwest. Um, and once you get on the – when I was going down, it was all old mines. Okay. Um, so there's still, like, just remnants of buildings and there's mine shafts everywhere, so you kind of have to be careful. Like just open mine shafts? Uh, they had, like, um, chain link fence laid over them. But, I mean, that's not stopping a truck if you no. cross. It probably wouldn't even stop, like, me if I walked over it. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> like, I kind of, I got out at one point, and I wanted to, like, look around and take pictures of the mines. Uh, and then I saw, like, a huge mine shaft, and I was like, I'm just going to get back in in case, you know, there's one opening up underneath me. Yeah, it could be a collapsing yeah. shaft underneath or something. Then that would be the end of Jordan. So, like, I hear about, was it Engineer's Pass? Is that one? Yeah, too? I did that one, too. Okay. So that's, like, just different passes that go over... Which one did you say you told me went over the Continental Divide? One of them, right? Um, a couple of them I did went across it a few times. Um, the one that I stopped at to hang out for a bit was Monarch Pass, which was basically just like a pretty tame dirt road. Kind of like a touristy one to say you went over the Continental Divide. Like. Yeah. Like I saw like stock Subarus on like all seasons on a few of these. Yeah. So they're not all super tough. Yeah. But it's basically like the Continental Divide is the point where rivers run either east or west. Yeah. Like if they start. The Pacific yeah. or the Atlantic. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. But the river that goes one way or the other, you mean, from there? Yep. Oh, I don't know where yep. that way. Because it's like the like peak of the middle of the continent. Yep. Hmm. 
It's pretty crazy. I was unaware. The farthest exactly west I've ever driven in a car was Austin, Texas. So you've driven out west, but you flew there first. I, yeah, that's there. the farthest I've driven from the east. Yeah, not but, quite to the Continental Divide. No, not quite. <laughs> um, yeah, because some of that driving the middle part of the country is is the reason why they're flyover states, right? Oh they're my kinda, god, it's brutal. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Yeah, once you got to Colorado, it was awesome, but the trip there was kind of like, yeah. Yeah. You guys, you guys booked it out there. Well, yeah, we did it straight. Well, you had two um, people to... Yeah, because we yeah. had two people on the way out, and... Yeah, only you have two people, but one of you works a day shift, one of you works a night shift. Right. So, so when you were driving, one of you out. could drive the day shift, one of you could drive the night shift, yep. and you made it halfway across the country in, like, 30 hours. Yeah, it was, like, 32 hours or something. Yeah, more than halfway across the country, actually. Yeah. Three quarters of the way across the country. So, that's booking it out there, but you drove home by yourself, so it was probably a little yeah, more... Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, but it's also, like, kind of, I find it relaxing, to be honest with you. Um, it, it was mostly, like, relaxing. A lot of, like, just, uh, why am I still doing this? Okay. And can, at I one point, I was in uh, Iowa at, like, 9 p.m., and I was going uphill. Like, I had my cruise control on for, like, seven hours. Yep. <laughs> and uh, my check engine light started flashing. Which I think means like oh, you're flashing. dumping fuel into the cat. I don't know. Flashing in it is not good. Yeah. So I was like, oh, but the car felt fine. Yeah. Um, so I ended up stopping at a rest area, but I think it was just uh, a combination of like the humidity and um, a lot of the gas stations out there had like really shitty like 85 octane. Whoa. Really? Yeah. So I think it was just bad hmm. gas because after that day, it didn't happen again. Yeah. I that. So what route was it? 80. Yeah, it was I-80, like, yeah. all the way to Pennsylvania or something. Yep, and then that 80 across Pennsylvania is wicked long. I think I jumped on 90, but, I mean, it's still... It's super long. I know yeah, 40... I, having driven 80 across Pennsylvania, I feel like I've driven to California from the 40 east. 40 across so long. Tennessee? Oh, my God, it's brutal. Yeah, yeah Nebraska was, was the worst, I think. And I was doing, uh, you know, this is years ago, so whatever. I was doing, like, 85 in the Galant across mm-hmm. I-40, and it's just like, ugh, it's forever. And it's know. weird, too, when you cross... The signs when you cross time zones. Did you did you notice this? They usually signs on the highway. Oh no, my uh, my fancy boy new truck told me on the nav that I was changing time zones. Yeah, I mean, I had I have an in dash nav set up in the Galant, and yeah, you'd watch it change. The time would change, hmm. so that was kind of weird. I'm like, I've driven across time zones. So other than then when we were in Arizona. And that weird time zone change. Oh yeah, was, when, you're, pre, when you're in, in, that was pre in dash GPS. Yeah, days. when you're in Oct- <laughs> when you're October in Arizona, they are not on daylight savings time, and everybody else is. Right, so you went over this like into an Indian territory. No, but you could walk on the Hoover Dam between the two time zones. Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, it's wicked weird. But and then there was another change too with like Indian reservations, wasn't it? Like they were also different. Yeah, so, like, this part could, of town. I think they, different than they this could part do whatever town. they want. Yeah. I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. But. <laughs> but when you're in, but Tennessee is in two time zones because you're yes. Knoxville is Eastern and then you pass through Knoxville and you're in central. Mm-hmm. And then I think I, I think I managed to stay in central all the way through Texas and then you'd have to get to New Expo. I think you get to mountain time. So that was weird. <clears throat> so how did the truck perform other than that one little hiccup? Um, mostly it was pretty great. Uh, I was, like, super stoked on how well it handled all the, like, really big rocks and stuff on Imogene Pass. Um, Like, I passed some guys in a Tacoma that slid off the side, 
and were kind of belly on the edge, and they were like the part you could fall down a cliff. No, it wasn't that bad. Like oh, okay, uh, it was just sort of like it wasn't steep enough at that point that like it was going to be a big deal. They were just sort of high centered, mm-hmm. um, and they had no idea how to use their winch. Um, and I don't know. I've only used my old winch once, so I'm not really an expert, so I couldn't help them. Or you didn't pull them out with like, a snatch strap? No, I wouldn't have done anything. They were, like, laying the entirety of the truck's frame on the rocks. Oof. Yeah. That's not good. Mm-mm. It was just a single truck? Uh, yeah. Well, I hope Ooh. they figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. There were a couple of people on, like, UTVs that stopped to help them, but they didn't know how to use the winch either, so. I feel like that's an important thing to practice before you go out. Yeah. If you own the winch, you should probably know how to use probably. it. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it's not just, like, in and out. I th- I mean, well, you know, a lot of people buy winches as, like, a glamour mod, I think, and then don't. Yeah, was it a Harbor Freight winch? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really, <laughs> really see it. Harbor Freight winch, the worn sticker on it? They were, yeah. like, standing in front of it with, like, a big manual, and I was like, oh, well, good luck, and I just kept going. Yeah, well, you're not dead, so... Yeah. It was, like, pretty close to the bottom, so it wasn't a big deal. Just push the truck over the edge and walk down the bottom. Yeah. Did the elevation right, bother it? Uh, yeah. Um, when I was in, like, uh, four low, it wasn't a big deal, but I could really tell going through, like, some of the mountain passes on, like, paved roads, like, going uphill, I would have to be in, like, fourth or third to really get anywhere. On a paved road? Yeah. So when you're on like the rock sections, you're probably in four lows. You didn't yeah, so in four yeah. lows, didn't okay. even I didn't even notice it. Yeah, I've I've I Andrew and I have experienced elevation issues in a car before. So yeah, I was actually we thinking, yeah, uh, know what it's like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We almost got flattened by an 18 wheeler. Yeah, that was <laughs> a uh, a two five Altima two five CVT. CVT rental car. And we, were, we were down by the Grand Canyon. Oh, you're at five or six thousand feet. Yeah. wherever that we were at that point. And I had been driving the car all day, and it was fine. And then I hadn't accelerated hard even since been the higher. morning, and I pulled. Like, we stopped and got gas, and I had to accelerate back into the highway. And I was like, "Oh, there's plenty of room before this oil truck comes here." And I pulled out in front of him, matted the throttle, and the car was just like, yeah. And the guy was on our bumper, leaning on the horn. It was not pretty. Uh, the only other mechanical issue was I ended up losing uh, the inner CV boots on both front axles. Yeah. Um, because of the way that the OEM boots were designed when I did the lift, the fins on them rubbed together too hard. So mm-hmm. eventually they just came apart once I started wheeling. I guess that kind of jumps into the next question we have here. Yep. You visited Nistec. Yes. Who is the company that made the lift that you installed? Uh, yeah, they, they're a Nissan suspension, um, company and they make, uh, they have a couple of in-house shocks, mm-hmm. uh, which I have up front. Yeah, right. front to their bespoke um, stuff. They, yeah, they sell like a lot of uh, different kinds of shocks and springs. And but did packs. they help you with your axle issue? Yeah, so they um, brought it into their shop to look at it, and I guess because they happen to be they happen to be in Colorado. Yeah, they're in yeah. Denver. <laughs> um, well, that's pretty neat because I mean it's, a short, it's certainly like research for them to see, like. What went wrong with the 2015 one? Yeah, because they they said um, they'd never seen anything like that before. Yeah. Like they get it on trucks with like 150,000 miles where the boots just wear out, mm-hmm. um, but they'd never seen it on like a such a low mile truck. Yeah, so they must have ch- like Nissan must have changed the suppliers or something with their axles for the 2015. That because definitely they happens. Way yep. harder than I guess any of the older ones ever did. Yeah, because I think they say in the directions that the it will just wear in and then it'll be all set. Yeah, 
but apparently this just kept wearing. Yep. So yeah, they just were, just were they surprised apart. to see a customer from New Hampshire rolling into their shop? Uh, <laughs> they weren't surprised. Um, they thought it was cool, but I mean, it seemed like before. They, it seemed like they're like, like overall, I saw so many trucks um, built for like off roading out there from all over the place. Okay, it's just a destination for an yeah, off roader to go to, yeah. and like. Man, it must have been like one in every four Tacomas had like an ARB bumper on it, which is cool. Yeah, like you, you fit in; those are your people. Yeah, so you don't see that out here as much, obviously, because people out here are lame. So, other than the axles, uh, was there any other mods after doing this trip that you want to do to it? Um, I the only one that like really stuck out to me was I need some um, like really nice driving lights. Yeah. Because it gets so dark out there at night. And there's absolutely zero light pollution. Yeah. So, yeah. like, sometimes we had a hard time spotting, like, campsites on the side of these oh, trails. okay. Um, so, you know, almost like those, what do they call them? The lights on the cowl panel on top of the fenders. There's a name for those lights. Well, even if Oh, you, no. Just, like, something on the bumper that throws a lot of light. Would be, would okay. Even if you had a handheld spot for when you're looking. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I was looking into... Now there is knockoffs of those ARB lights with the red ring. Mm-hmm. And you can get them on eBay for oh, fairly yeah. inexpensive. They just say HID instead of Yeah, with ARB. like the same font. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of but ugly, though. They they're wouldn't, not they wouldn't look good on your super track. ugly. No. They, I probably... Well, there's the, the there's the LED ones, but then they also make a Xenon one, which looks like a traditional light. Okay. That I would prefer because LEDs don't throw off heat, mm-hmm. which will ice up in the wintertime. So you want to use something that Did we talk heat. about that before? How did the manufacturers get around that? I looked into that. So uh, an OEM headlamp that uses LED bulbs, because LEDs don't throw heat, but the circuit boards behind LEDs will throw heat. So they use little fans, little fans to circulate that hot air into the lens to keep them from icing over. It seems like such a complicated solution to changing a bulb. It does. LED. Yeah. yeah. LED does. will last a lot longer. It though. will. Yeah. Well, but the electric motor that keeps the thing not defrosted. That's won't. true. Yeah, uh, it just dawned on me one day when I was looking at, like, doing some, like, uh, repair information. I was like, wait a minute. LEDs don't put out heat. And I, like, thought of it. Like, you don't think of it if you live in a cold weather climate. If you live in a warm weather climate. climate all the time. But you're like, when you're in the wintertime here, you come out, your headlights are never frozen over because they're wicked hot. Yeah, so. they're burning hot. And in fact, some melt even in the wintertime. Yeah. You see the melt of the headlights. So, I'm being too hot. But, um... I don't know, I guess, so other than that, their suspension worked pretty good, because we talked about installing that. You yeah. Can, it's like Bilstein's and the lift shackles with the Adelief. Yep. Yeah, it worked really great. coilovers, yeah. I had a lot of travel, too. Like yeah. You could tell when I was going through, like, some boulder fields, like, none of the wheels were coming off the ground or anything. Did you go yeah. through boulder fields that, like, we avoided out here on purpose because you didn't want to go through them? Yeah, you don't have a choice on some of them. Okay, but it was... Which is kind of nerve-wracking when you're by yourself. Yeah, and especially when you haven't really done many of that, yeah. Yeah. that stuff. Because you kind of went from, like, not a lot of hardcore trails to two hardcore trails. <laughs> yeah. Without any practice in between. I know you sent yeah. us a picture of your frame rails where the tires are rubbing. Oh, yeah, off. that's just because the oversized tires... When yeah, you, you get 33s. Yeah, when you stuff them all the way up in there, they rub against the frame. I guess there's some things you just can't... Yeah, it's Change. fine. Just you get deal before with the snow flies, I'll paint them. Undercoat them a little more and call it a day. Yeah. So that's cool. Suspension so worked good. The people at Nistack were probably pretty cool to work with. Yeah, they were great them. guys. Yeah. 
So yeah, they were actually packing up to go to this big uh, Nissan wheeling event in Tennessee this week. Okay. Uh, which I thought about going to, but I don't. I don't want to like overdo it and then come home and do VOR immediately. Yeah, two weeks, three yeah. weeks, whatever. It's it actually—like that part of the country right now is probably going to be very soggy this weekend. Oh yeah, in yeah. Tennessee. So that's true. I probably got to kind of miserable down there this yeah. weekend. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> mud's fun though. Yeah, that's true. And there's enough people there to help get if you're you know stuck or something. Yep. So um, now does, does NISTEC just do exteriors or do they also do um, Frontiers? Yeah, they do Frontiers, Titans, um, old Pathfinders, or just new stuff. They will probably do Pathfinder stuff. Okay, um, there must be old Pathfinders out there. There's, there's, not there's actually a lot of first gen Pathfinders out there. Yeah, and Suzu Troopers in Colorado, right? Uh, I think as far as use, I know, they don't. No, I think they use like that ash stuff, the volcanic or ash. Yeah, yeah, because that's where my '89 Montero originally came from. Yep. Yeah, a lot of cars come from Colorado because it's nice out there. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of old troopers and pathfinders. Uh, I only saw three Monteros. I was gonna say our audience wants to know how many Monteros did you see? I only saw I saw two first generations ones and a second. Okay, uh, but the second was in Aspen and uh, looked like it was just a grocery getter because Aspen most is like the yeah, most bougie most place. Of them, ever. Most of them are unfortunately. Yeah, so they don't generally go off road. Um, exciting news! I sent Andrew a link the other day. They just released a 135th scale full RC rock crawler Montero second generation. Yeah, which one of us needs to buy now? Yeah, maybe. Well, I'll definitely <laughs> eventually own it. Well, so. anyway, the other reason why I went to Colorado was because they have a lot of good breweries. Yes, they do. Actually, the main reason was the wedding. I think we go back to the first question. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. The main Why'd you go to Colorado? Because my friend's brother was getting married. I, I went to Colorado for the wedding, but I drove to Colorado because of the wheeling and yeah. breweries. Yeah. And uh, I guess my other question was, what do you think the best beer was you had in Colorado? Um, best beer was. You probably tried like thirty beers. Yeah, I. I had 30? a lot of really, really good beers, um, but the best one I had, uh, which is going to be stupid because you can get it here, yeah. but I went to the Left Hand Brewery, and I had their nitro milk stout on tap. and like fresh nitro. Yeah. You can't get it on oh, tap. so good. Like fresh from the brewery. That was the best. Yeah, it sounds lame until you think about it that way. Like, it's fresh out of, you know... Right out, right out of the brewery, like yeah, on the other side of the right wall. Right into a yeah. nitro. That sounds delicious. I had great... And, and honestly, nitro... I mean, um, yeah, the nitro milk stout, even in the bottles, is a pretty good go-to for a stout even out here. Yep. So Yeah, it's one of my favorite. I can imagine Oh, what else did you tell us that they had? It's not, it's not beer, but it's like really crazy. It was milk. Oh, the root beer milk? Yeah, I never heard of this before. Yeah, so we stopped at some random coffee shop, and the guy said something about... What kind of milk I wanted in my coffee and milk milk yeah milk I was, from a cow please I was like does he mean like chocolate milk or something but he's no there was a farm out there that made root beer milk and it was amazing I'll have the milk steak please yeah <laughs> so is it milk that's carbonated no it's not carbonated or anything it's like um because that sounds awful. Imagine having like carbonated milk burps. Oh. It's like chocolate milk or <laughs> strawberry milk, yeah, or if you're from the Northeast, coffee milk. It's just it kind of tastes like root beer, and it's like but it's milk. Root beer. Flavor, yeah, it's not too sweet. It's it probably a good. Fl- I can I can picture the flavor. That was really good. Yeah. 
Well, I, I'm picturing it kind of like I'm thinking of like an orange creamsicle, but the root beer version of that, like that kind of a flavor. yeah. You get kind, kind of, of like a you get like a little bit of a spice from root beer. I don't want spicy milk, man. No, not it's like not that. A, it's not it's, like, it's like a warm like it's a Tabasco milk. Cinnamon, yeah. <laughs> it's like a warm like cinnamon type spice. Like a, like good, that. Like a good spice beer. It's a it's a savory spice, not like a hot spice. Yeah, it was really really good, and I wish we had it out here. Can you get it shipped anyhow? I already looked. Can't do it. No. It's like a powdered it's hard. I thought about stopping in there on my way home, but it probably wouldn't have survived the drive. I probably would have. You have the fancy cooler. Yeah. You're right. I didn't want to risk it. I mean, it's something that I'd like to look into getting because it sounds interesting. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm tracking down a few local leads. All right. Uh, we'll All see right. how it you, pans you, out. You stay on that, sir. Good detective work. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I'd like to try that because... I don't know. I'm not a milk fan in general, but I do like strawberry milk. Yeah, it was really good. Because I'm oh. 12, obviously. I've had banana milk. That's good, too. Yeah, you know what's not good? What? Coconut milk. No. It's not milk. It's juice. It's gross. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Like, okay. No, I'm thinking like, see, almond milk with coconut flavor is really good. Probably. But that coconut milk stuff is pretty awful. I, see, I like it. We also learned about rice milk when we were in Maine last. Yeah, like a horchata is rice milk. I didn't know it. Never heard it called rice milk before. Like a I like hor- friend friend of the show Joe and I were in a grocery store. Yeah, and they had a sign in like aisle five. It was like rice milk it was a sign. Like in this aisle, you can get um, all these different items, and one of the items is rice milk. Yeah. So we're like, does that mean like rice and milk are in this aisle? It can't be because there's no coolers and there's no there's rice no, and there's no comma. Right, it was just rice milk. Yeah. So we walked down the aisle, and we couldn't find rice milk. So we asked the employee of the store, or Joe asked the employee of the store, what is rice milk? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, it's on the sign. It's got to be important. It's got to be in this aisle. So now the employee of the store and me and Joe are looking for rice milk. Then a second employee comes over and looks for rice milk. Then a third employee, who's a, like a shift manager, comes over, and he's like, I don't know what rice milk is. I'm going to take down that sign because we clearly <laughs> don't have it. So, like, 15 minutes goes by. We're in line ready to check out. And we only really went there for, like, beer and chips and ice. We're in line waiting to check out. And that assistant manager guy comes running up to us. Guys, 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 I found the rice milk. I got to put the <laughs> sign back up. And he brought us a thing of rice milk. I had no idea it was a thing. Yeah. That's what horchata is made from. Well, horchata is delicious. So now I like rice milk. And to me, horchata tastes like the milk that comes out of the bottom of your cement toast crunch. It's so, super yeah, sweet. So, yeah, close. yeah good, it's super sweet, but it's that definition. savory, cinnamony, sweet flavor. So, yeah, that's yeah. a good definition. Yeah. But yeah, no, horchata is delicious, and if horchata is rice milk, I fully support rice yeah, milk now. That's yeah, not I'll dairy. I'll go back to that store in Maine and buy some rice milk. Does just straight rice milk taste like horchata? No. No, it's spiced. No, I'm a, that's no, what makes it no, horchata. Just that booze just, in it, too? No. No, horchata. Well, you can get horchata with booze in it. Yeah. But a tradition, uh, I think a traditional horchata Just go to... Taqueria, and they'll have horchata. Horchatas, yeah. They sell it with like the teas and stuff. And they have there's an Indian version of it as well. Uh, uh, if you go to like a like a curry restaurant. Yeah, what is it called? Uh, it's really good. It's delicious, delicious. Oh man, I can't remember what the name of it is. It's almost orangey. Yeah, it has more of a floral flavor. Not like an orange like fruit. It's like orange in color. Yeah, it's definitely not orange fruit. It's definitely like a. A spiced flavor as well. No. It's delicious. Anyway, Man, this has gone way off the rails. <laughs> Good milk talk, guys. 
It's all good. It's West Auto off topic. We don't have to talk about just cars. We get audience that doesn't even like cars, really. Nope. You know? Anyway. Some people, for some reason, just listen to us. <laughs> talk so about milk. The final question milk I said. A terrible choice. <laughs> does being back in New England make you feel closed in? Which I think we kind of covered that. Because it's like. But does it? Not as open. Uh, I mean, I haven't really. Coming here was the first time I left my house since I got home. Um but I got stuck in traffic on the way here, yeah. and it made me really upset. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's just Peabody, man. That's no, just, it wasn't. It was like I-95. Yeah. It was oh, just rush hour I-95. Yeah. Yeah, it's just awful. Sorry to but, hear that. So the next thing we've got is, well, my wedding and then VOR. Yeah, so all Auto Off Topic fans show up for Andrew's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, well, there's the wedding, and then there's a rally cross, and then VOR. Yes. Are you doing the rally cross? I'm registered. I need to fix the car. And All right. Well, inspect it. when Let's... do you want to fix the car? Tomorrow. Tomorrow's tough. I don't know. Still talk about I was, there. I was <laughs> just joking because you guys have to work and I still don't. Oh, you're talking during the day tomorrow. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, tomorrow. I, know, I literally, but don't possibly go, go visit my dad. Possibly, yeah. I, honestly, you probably could go visit his dad tomorrow. He'll, yeah, I'll make you move some stuff. He'll but... be sitting in the garage, you know, hanging out. Yeah, but he can't. Do. He can't weld because like can show you how to do it. No, but it's not he, that hard. Well, I yeah. suppose. Do it up. Go down there. I or or we'll uh, look at it. I got to do some stuff over there Saturday morning. I do oil changes, anyways. Okay. Well, nobody oh, yeah, in our audience cares about too. our schedule for the next three days, so yeah. we'll take this off the air afterwards. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you should please rate and review our podcast on iTunes. That will help us out in the ratings. You can follow us on Facebook, Auto Off Topic Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Auto Off Topic. Follow me on Instagram, at Race and Anger. You can follow Brad at... T-S-I-S-S-3-5-0. I like how I make fun of myself now when I say these things. I mean, you could just change it. I feel like it's I like can't too late now. really change it. Um, I do want to bring up a local car show that's put on by a friend of mine. Go ahead. Um, it's October 11th. Okay. Um, it's the... It's in Swampscott, Massachusetts. Okay. It's a pretty good local show. Um, I don't remember what charity it is, but... It goes to a charity, um, the Swampscott Recreation Department, All right. which is for the kids, obviously. Um, it's the October 11th, the fifth annual Swampscott Classics by the Sea. It's actually right off the main drag on the ocean. It's on Linshore Drive? It's called Linshore Drive, yeah. Um, so if you're anywhere near here and you're around on October 11th, it's a really fun show um, because it's at the beach and it's a really good view and there's a lot of really cool old cars come out there. Um, it's not like auto off topic kind of cars. It's more classic American cars, which we appreciate and don't talk about enough. So <laughs> maybe we'll start talking about them a little bit more. But uh, good, a really good friend of mine puts the show on. It's for a good cause and it's a really good time. So October 11th, Swampscott Mass. Cool. Yeah. And then if we've got some, we'll look up some other stuff. There might be Japanese Car Day coming up in October. We'll check that out. Yes, Japanese Car Day is also coming up. Um, if we don't know it. We'll, we'll yeah, look we'll, it up we'll, for next we'll time. Get up later on. So if you want to, Jordan, if people want to look up your stuff on Instagram. Oh, it's uh, just at Ditchhookers. Okay. And I know there's some pictures from Colorado in there. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff from the trails and weird oddities. All right. The next local show we really plan on being at, um, there's two that I plan on being at. Yep. October 8th is Transporter Fest. Okay. Which is Volkswagen show at Museum of Transportation. Um, and what are you bringing there? 
I'm not bringing anything there. I'm just going to go and hang out with Volkswagen friends. Okay. Um, I'd like to bring the NSU, but the car hasn't moved since 2009. Yeah, so it's, it's probably, probably not going to happen. <laughs> um, and then Japanese car and motorcycle day is October 15th. Okay. So we'll definitely be there for that as well. So the 8th is the Volkswagen, air-cooled Volkswagen show at Museum of Transportation. Yep. Then the 11th, which that doesn't make any sense. I'm going to be the 8th and one be the 11th. I'm going to have to go back and check these dates. All right. Um, forget that I told you that that show was on the 11th. I just looked up the wrong date. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go double-check what day that is. So, If there's a link to it on the Internet, I will link, post link it. it to the Facebook yes. page. Yes. Sorry, everybody just listened to me give the wrong date for that car show. <laughs> that was the Facebook page from 2015's show that I pulled up real quick. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Well, oops. Anyway, with that, keep your cars analog.